Welcome back, baseball fans. It is the best day of the year, opening day, 2022. We never thought we would get here. This is rounding third the baseball podcast, episode 24. Shout out to the late, great Kobe Bryant. Max, roll the intro. Let's get into it. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. All right, Max, it's opening day. I, I never thought we'd be here. We dealt with lock. It seems like we dealt with everything, lockouts and and just terrible movement. We weren't going to get anything done. And here we sit this afternoon. Real baseball, that matters, will be played. I mean, I'm over the moon. This is the best day. I could hardly sleep last night. Where are you at, Max? Where are you at in your headspace? I mean, look, I cannot be more excited. Baseball is finally back. I've been waiting for it ever since the Braves held up the trophy last year. Um, feels like Christmas morning. Um, we've got the Masters today. We've got opening day. I mean, NBA season's wrapping up. Sports is in a great spot. And having baseball back on, you know, 10, 15 games every day, the grind, it's, it's, really, it's really amazing. That first pitch is just a couple hours away from now. Unfortunately, we have to wait a, uh, two or an extra hour because the weather was not being nice in the Bronx. But I'm juiced up. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like, you know, we did all the preview. We've done all the work, you know, from our side. We're ready to get here. I'm sure from the players, that's been a grueling spring training for management, all the teams that were super active. Uh and, I mean, this is just a great day. To me, this really is my favorite day of the year. We just get to watch baseball. That matters. And I know until basically late October, there will not be a day that goes by without baseball or without baseball yeah. activity. We get to watch all, you know, the team's number one guys going at it, all the opening day starters, seeing how all these lines shake up. You know, we've been projecting these things for the past month, thinking about it, thinking about how these teams would play out, the new look teams, the trades, the rumors. And now everything's set in stone. The players are getting ready to roll. The games are starting. And now the 162-game grind till early November when the World Series championship will be held. It's finally here. I mean, this this is bumping. We're going to break down, you know, all our favorite future bets. Um, who's going to win MVP? Who's going to win the Cy Youngs? Um, who's going to make the playoffs, win the World Series? All that good stuff. What you should bet on, what you should avoid. This is going to be this is going to be a fun episode, James. Yeah, it's super fun. We got a whole slate of predictions, stuff to get into, and really we're just trying to get everyone as excited as we are to kick off the season. And real quick, I'll add one of the things I love about the start of baseball season is outside of your obviously like bottom five clubs that have already committed to tanking, have committed to being hundred loss teams. There's still hope. So some of those teams that are maybe on the outside looking in, you know. Right now, you win today, you're 1-0, baby. You're tied for league lead. Uh, and that's always super exciting until we get a little more games under the belt. Um, I can't yeah, wait. I mean, that's I what, mean, 
That's what makes baseball great. It's a 162-game season. Everybody starts 0-0. Zero and zero. Unlike, you know, NBA or NFL, it's like the, anybody can win. Anybody can win any year in the major leagues. It probably has the most parity in any sport, right? In NBA, you feel like the best team usually wins the championship. But in MLB, I mean, when's the last time there was a repeat winner? I, I mean, going back, like we had the Dodgers, the Nationals, the Braves, I mean, everybody has a chance every year. A team like the Giants last year, who wasn't projected to even be 500, can win 107 games. Um, that's what makes baseball great, and I'm, I'm excited to break it down. Well, I suggest, you know, I think it's time. Uh, let's get into it. Let's start with recapping our playoff picks. Um, the way that we're going to do this, just so the listeners are on the same page, we're going to go and pick our division winners from the American League and go back and forth. Going to pick our American League wildcard teams. We're going to pick our National League division winners and our National League wildcard teams and then give you the World Series predictions. Exciting so, Max, Max, I'll kick it over to you. Who wins the divisions in the American League according to you? So, to me, I think the American League – um, in terms of division winners, is not it's not going there aren't going to be too many surprises. I will say when I did the AL East preview, I said that the Boston Red Sox would win the AL East. I did say that. I am going to take that back because I think the Toronto Blue Jays are the best team in the American League, bar none. Um, and I, and I think, I, you know, I don't think that's a hot take. I think the Blue Jays are stacked from their lineup from to their rotation to their bullpen. I think they have a, a really great all-around team, and I think they're going to be the team to beat in the American League, if not all of Major League Baseball, um, fighting for that top spot with the Dodgers. So American League East, I'm picking the Toronto Blue Jays to win. Um, in the American League Central, I'm picking the Chicago White Sox. I think that's pretty straightforward, you know, the Chicago White Sox are the clear favorite. I don't really see anyone competing with them there. And in the American League West, I'm going the Houston Astros. I, I think you're going to differ from me there, but I think the Astros are too good. Their pitching development's too good. They still have that core that's been a five straight ALC uh, American League Championship Series. I like the Astros in the AL West. James, who are your three division winners? Well, I kept it consistent with my AL East pick. I've been on the Toronto Blue Jays. They were an absolute wagon last year, two games out of making the playoffs. They only got significantly better. Vladdy lost the 41 pounds. He's looked like a menace in spring training. I think he's gunning for it. Yeah, I mean, he's – look, I think he's gunning for an MVP season, uh, just like last season was. I have to take the Blue Jays. I agree with you. That's the team to beat in the American League. Right now, um, again, for me, American League Central, absolutely zero surprises. I think anyone not taking the White Sox is crazy. Um, so I have the White Sox, but I will say we saw uh, yesterday Jose Ramirez in the extension with Cleveland. Uh, we got to see some activity out of Detroit, Detroit making a push there. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I Wayne think we've got. A little, yeah, I mean, it's going to be. A little bit more parity than I thought, even that Royals team. I think when we did our AL Central, we really didn't give it as much credit as was due. Um, some of the other teams, but I still think the White Sox are just significantly better than any of the other teams. So 
I got them in the central barring any crazy collapse. I think they're also going to be right there with Toronto. It's one of the best American league teams. And to wrap it up where we do differ, I'm all in on this team, the American league West. I have the Seattle Mariners who have the third best odds taken down the division outright. No game 163 required. Nothing like that. I think they win the division by at least two games. I'm all in. Let's ride Seattle. I love it. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Mariners as well. Um, I think I do think they'll make the playoffs. I like the division winner prediction. I mean, I think that would be awesome to see somebody finally take that AL Central or AL West crown from the Houston Astros. But James, how about we jump into the wild cards? I'll jump into my AL wild cards. Is that does that roll with you? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Okay, my AL wild cards. The um, and I'll do them in order. So I'll say who you know who I think the number one wild card will be. Um, I my number one wild card. So the the team with the best record, non division winner, is the Seattle Mariners. Um, I, I really do like this Mariners team. Like you said, this is a team that won ninety games last year. Added Jesse Winker, added Eugenio Suarez, added Robbie Ray, bringing up some of the top prospects in baseball. This is a this is a team that's juiced and ready to make the next the next move. And I think they have a good chance this year. Second wildcard team, I'm taking another AL East team. A team that I don't feel like is talked about enough every year, and that's the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Um, look, this is a team that was in the World Series the COVID year. They won over 100 games last year. Sure, they've lost some pieces, but the Rays... They're just the smartest team in baseball. They always know how to get wins. They're going to have some pitchers that you've never heard of throwing Cy Young-level numbers this year. I like the Tampa Bay Rays. They're, they're just always there. And my third wildcard team, and this will be a, you know, a, new, a new spot in the playoffs that hasn't been there previously, the third wildcard spot, I am taking the Boston Red Sox. Um, I picked them to win the division originally. I've kind of backtracked that, but I like this Red Sox team. They added Trevor Story. They have Rafael Devers. They have Xander Bogarts. There's some questions with their pitching now that Chris Sale, you know, is once again injured. But Evaldi's, you know, developed into an ace-level pitcher for that team. I think Trevor Story will have a Marcus Simeon-type year. Um, I like this Boston Red Sox team, and I think they'll sneak into that third wildcard spot. James, what non-division winners are making your AL playoffs? Well, and I think we kind of had the same line of thinking with our first wild card spot. You obviously picked the Mariners. I kind of returning the favor. I've got the Houston Astros right there. Um, as you said, their their pitching development is top tier. They're getting Verlander back. The pitching staff's there. The lineup is still ridiculous. Uh, trash cans or no trash cans. This is a team who gets into the dance every year. I'm expecting no different. That's my first wild card. Coming off of that, I've actually got my second wild card, the Boston Red Sox. Similar to what you said, this lineup just absolutely bangs. It looks merciless. I'm worried about a little step back on the pitching on the Boston Boston side. Uh, but I think the lineup is – I mean, it's a ridiculous lineup. Like, if you just look at the, the power and the bats, it, I, I don't see how they miss the playoffs. Now that AL East is going to be super competitive, we'll see. And for the third wild card – I kind of went interesting here, um, maybe not too interesting. I, I like the take that maybe the last team comes out of the AL East, but I'm still buying into the fact that the AL Central is just a little 
too banged up. And I've got the Minnesota Twins. I think they did Ooh. enough with Carlos Correa and with the late push that as long as the pitching uh, is at least average, I think it's a little subpar, but if they can get the pitching at average, I think they can sneak that last wild card spot. That's interesting. You know, like, so neither of us have any love for the Bronx Bombers uh, or the Los Angeles Angels, for that matter. Some good teams left off. I just, real quick on the Yankees, like, because neither of us included them. I just think the Yankees are fraudulent. I don't think Aaron Judge is an MVP caliber player like people say he is. Anthony Rizzo's past his prime. I like Joey Gallo, but he really struggled last year. And other than Garrett Cole, I mean, is Jordan Montgomery going to start a World Series game six? I don't know. Um, So no love for the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, here's my thought on the Yankees. The Yankees do join Dodgers fans. That's probably the two fan bases that still aren't over trash can gate. The difference being is that the Yankees don't go to World Series and whine about trash can gate. The Dodgers win World Series, go to World Series, and still whine about trash can gate. So it's like you got to keep the success while looking back. I just look, I think they're at 92 and a half, and we'll get into bets later. But I don't know. You've got this massive power hitting lineup that all has 30% K rates. We'll see. Your one pitcher without a spider tack looked good, but not like the best pitcher in baseball, which is what they're paying him to be. I don't think the Bronx Bombers do much. I think I think I picked them at third in their division uh, in the preview, and uh, we'll see. But certainly, I, I'm not worried about that team. Yeah, interesting. That must mean you have Rays in fourth in your division, which is interesting and definitely possible. I mean, those top four teams – Blue Jays, Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, all, I think, can make a run for this division. Um, Blue Jays obviously leading the pack. But how about the National League, James? I'll kick it to you first. Give me your NL West, NL Central, and NL East division winners. Look, NL West, uh, I already would maybe have some bias here, but I think this one's the easiest. They've got the best odds. It's the Los Angeles Dodgers. If they can't win this division with that lineup, that pitching core, and that bullpen, I don't know what you do at this point. They really – they almost can't get better. Like, they reasonably can't get much better than this. That's easy there. Um, I'm excited to get our rightful crown back from San Francisco. Uh, I hope they enjoyed that one year, one year for the next decade. Uh, going central, I've got to stay consistent with my pick. I'm taking the Brewers. I just think the pitching staff Ooh. there's ri- ridiculous. I, I know it's a, a big point of contention. Uh, I can imagine who you're taking in the central. And I do think it will be a very close race there, but I'm just buying into, you have the more established, healthier pitching core. Uh, and I really think Christian Yelich comes back with a monster season. And then in the NL East, I've been thinking a little bit about going absolutely radical. Uh, absolutely <laughs> radical with this pick. Not that radical. I mean, within reason. But I would say at this point, I've got the Mets as a complete non-starter. Obviously, their two most important players are both injured and Jake DeGrom and Max Scherzer. They were going to win because of pitching. They don't. I have think Scherzer pitching. might be back. I think oh, he might okay. be back. I think he's slated, yep. Okay. Oh, the, well, then – I still doesn't matter. Jake DeGrom can't pitch. Uh, so that's the problem. Scherzer's going to pitch 200 innings by July and he'll be done. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm tough. I don't know if I want to go with the big swing and bet. Uh, so I'll lock in the easy pick for now. I think you got to take the Braves. One of the best lineups, rotations, et cetera. One of the best rosters 
in baseball, reigning World Series champs. I think their roster got better after winning a World Series. I got the Braves. Yeah, and I'll jump in there as well. I Look, NL West, Dodgers, it's easy. They are the World Series favorite. They added Freddie Freeman to a lineup that's already stacked. You never get a break when you're playing the Dodgers. They're, they're loaded. Um, my second division winner, I also have the Atlanta Braves in the NL East. They're the reigning World Series champions. They lost Freddie Freeman, but they added Matt Olson. Um, you know, Austin Riley had a showed tremendous improvement last year and was almost an MVP candidate. Dansby Swanson, Ozzy Albies, I, the the Braves are good. Um, third NL Central, I'm going St. Louis. Um, I mean, sure, it's a little bit biased, but I think I think the Cardinals have a lot going for them. Their biggest their biggest question mark is the pitching. That's pretty banged up with. Jack Flaherty, you know, we never know when we'll get him back. You got Dakota Hudson, Jordan Hicks slated as a fifth starter, Wayno in his last year, Miles Michaelis. You got some good arms, and when you have the best defense behind you, the pitching isn't as important. So with the best defense in baseball, I, th- I think they can make a real push for the NL Central crown and take it back from Milwaukee. But I think that'll be a tight race throughout the season. So I've got Dodgers, Braves, Cardinals as my National League winners. James, wild cards. Who else is making it? All right. This is, you know, I think the the team that I'll actually give the first wild card to, just because I think the way the math plays out, it's got to be your beloved St. Louis Cardinals. I think they're going to have a field day with the rest of that division. And I also, I don't think it's biased or unreasonable to have the Cardinals to win the Central, the NL Central. I mean, it's a very good team. Everyone knows uh, Nolan is the best third baseman that there is in baseball. Um, I mean, I love them. I think they're going to beat up the division. I think they easily take that wild card spot. With the second National League wild card, and this is where I was having some struggle with that NL East, I'm taking the Phillies. I love it. I think Mm. they have some solid pitching they've built up. I think the lineup absolutely bangs. They've got depth. Bryce Harper looks like he has no interest in giving up his NL MVP title anytime soon. He had seven bombs. Seven bombs in spring trade. Looked looked mental. Looked as good as he ever has. And not to mention all the complimentary pieces that they brought in there. Nick Castellanos. Oh, why am I blanking on his name? Thank you. Kyle Schwarber, uh, just monster bats. I'm expecting this Phillies team to combine for 500-plus home runs legitimately. uh, (laughs) The pitching looks really good. I mean, we'll see, but I'm big on the Phillies. Like I said, I don't think the Mets are quite the problem I thought they were going to. If you're already starting without Jacob deGrom, you've already lost if you're the Mets as far as I'm concerned. Um and then for the third National League wildcard spot, and this one is – it's an interesting one. I've really thought about getting absolutely wild with this pick. I'm going to rein it in, but probably take still take a hot one, and that's coming out of the NL West. I'm taking the Padres. I don't know why. Wow. You know, on paper, the Giants should be the better team. They have the better manager. You know, they've been there. They've done the thing. I just think this Padres team has too much capital, too much, too many assets, and I'm banking that they're going to convert and bring in a big bat, bring in a bigger arm that may push they. And I think one of you, Darvish or Blake Snell, figures it out. And if they get them to figure it out and bring in one bat, I think they can steal a wild card spot. But this is all contingent that Fernando Tatis Jr., the face of baseball, comes back, comes back healthy, 
and comes back dominating the league. Now, what's your yeah, wild card is, look like? Yeah, this is good. I, I'm pretty different from you. So um, I like those takes. So you've got, you've got uh, St. Louis, Philly, and then the Padres. So I've got my first wild card is the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I, I just think they're too good not to, you know, make the playoffs. And I think it'll be them and the Cardinals beating up on the rest of the Central, and they'll both end up with good records. I got Brewers as my first wild card spot. Second wild card spot, I do have the New York Mets. Um, I know they're going to be missing Jacob Degrom, but the rest of the, the rest of that rotation is still good. They have Max Scherzer, they got Chris Bassett, um, Taewon Walker, Carlos Carrasco. I mean, those are serviceable arms. And when you do get Degrom back, I mean. He, he's Jacob Degrom. He'll be great. I think Francisco Lindor will have a bounce back season, and same with Alonso. And I, I, I think I just think the Mets are good. I think they'll sneak into that fifth seed, second wild card spot, and my third wild card spot. I'm taking the San Francisco Giants. Um, this is a team that won 107 games last year. The, sure, they lost Kevin Gossman, um, but they replaced him with Carlos Rodon. They lost Buster Posey, of course, and you know we've talked about how important he is to that organization. But this this team still has a lot of those same players: Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford. And you know they might not have the same career years, but I like this team a lot. Um, and I think it's too much to say that they won't sneak into the playoffs once again. So I'm going Brewers, Mets, Giants to round it out. So no Padres Phillies for me and no Mets and Giants for you. Pretty interesting. I think one interesting thing I picked up on. So the way mine breaks down for both my American league and national league wild cards is I have a wild card team from each division that wasn't playing that way. That's just how I think it maps out. You have the same except in the American league where you have two teams from the East and no teams from the central. Correct. Yeah, that's right. I, I just don't think the AL Central is strong enough. I mean, I think the Twins, like you said, could maybe make a push. And I'm also I'm high on the Tigers, but I don't think they're quite at the level to to make a push for the postseason. But yeah, I don't like the rest of the Central, to be honest. I'll tell you, if it wasn't the Twins for me in that spot, it would be the Rays. Um, so th that's kind of where my head is at. But I do. Th I just think I like the addition of this third wild card and what it can do just on paper as we made this these predictions and it'll be interesting because in the way our national league looks, basically we're just changing out who we think the second best team in the NL West and NL East is. That's really our only difference. And now uh, I suggest that we move into what I would say is maybe the most important or biggest prediction of the day. I want to hear your potential world series matchup prediction and then who wins that series. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. To, so this is a big prediction. Who we think is going to win the World Series. Um, so real quick, my AL playoffs, Blue Jays, White Sox, Astros, Mariners, Rays, Red Sox. National League, I got Dodgers, Braves, Cards, Brewers, Mets, Giants. I, see, I don't really have that hot of a take here. The teams that I like to win the American League and win the National League are the teams that that you know, I think are the favorites. I think the Dodgers are just better than everybody else. I, I think we'll have another Dodgers Braves and LCS. And I think the Dodgers will win in seven games, but I just think the Dodgers are too good. Um, their lineups loaded front to back. We've seen them the past couple of years and now they added Freddie Freeman. They're loaded. They will be in the world series. And in the American league, I've seen a lot of people say it's going to be Dodgers versus this team, but 
you know, I just agree. I'm taking, I'm taking it up north. I'm taking the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I think this team is great. Vlad Jr., Bo Bichette, George Springer, Teosco Hernandez. I mean, you, the names go on and on. The rotation with Hinjin Ryu, Barrios, Kevin Gossman, Alec Manoa, Yusei Kikuchi. I mean, they've got the, they've got the pieces. They've got the talent. They're going to be back in Toronto for the whole season. I'm going Blue Jays, Dodgers, World Series, and I'm going to take the Dodgers. Um, I want to take the Blue Jays. I really do. But just on paper, I mean, the Dodgers are loaded. I think it'd be tough for any team to beat them in a best-of-seven series. I think the Dodgers will pull it out probably in six or seven. But I, I'll, I'll give the Dodgers the edge in the World Series. Congrats, James. Um, I mean, I wonder what you have to say. I, I well, kind of suspect you might not take your team, but I'm interested to hear it. Well, let me just real quick follow up with what is going to be the least interesting moment in podcasting history, potentially. Uh, unfortunately, as much as I like to get the hot takes and get saucy, I, I tried to think seriously and put some, some serious thought into this prediction, and every road led back to the conclusion that we've pretty much heard everywhere – I also have the Dodgers versus the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, as you mentioned, I think, you know, and this is from an unbiased perspective. Of course, I want LA to be there every year. It's just like, there's not a better roster on paper. There's probably not a better roster assembled in the last 10 years, 20 years than this LA team. It's hard to imagine they have the experience. Dave Roberts gets to that point. He also guaranteed a World Series title. Uh, and then that Toronto team, it's Absolutely awesome. I think on the shoulders of a Vlad Jr. type of run, on the shoulders of Kevin Gott. I mean, I don't see a way in which Toronto's not there. The only other AL team that I think could maybe have a serious shot there is maybe the White Sox if they stay healthy. But I got to give it to Toronto. And as much, of course, I want the Dodgers to win. Uh and I would like to take Toronto because I think they're just an electric team. I don't know anyone who has problems with Toronto, not in the AL East. I can't do it. I have the Dodgers winning. I have it in six games. I think Dave Roberts sticks to his word. They avenged the loss last year. Freddie gets another ring, and I agree he goes to Atlanta to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that the White Sox are probably the other AL team that has a chance. Um um, but I mean, like, look, this is why baseball is great. Anything can happen. Really, any, any, we could have a team not listed here, and they could could very well win the World Series. Um, I think the Astros, with their experience, you know, they've gone to five straight championship series. Um, they've been in, you know, God knows how many World Series at this point. They have the experience. Um, they develop pitching really well. They lost Correa, but they might have a shot in the NL. I mean, the Braves definitely have a shot. Defending World Series champions. I think both the Cardinals and the Brewers could find themselves in the NLCS. And, you know, once you're in the NLCS, one series away from the World Series. Um, so anything can happen. I lo it's pretty funny that we have the same two teams, though. Blue Jays, Dodgers, Dodgers, and Six. But that's just and the way it is. We And we did not discuss this at all prior to this. We've kept all of our predictions to ourselves. Uh, but as you mentioned, anything can happen. That Houston team has to be feared, although it is my wet dream. And the, the last thing that I need to truly know peace in this life is to watch the Los Angeles Dodgers beat Houston in the world series. I would, I would wire Rob Manfred all kinds of money 
to arrange that game and let it happen. And we don't need trash cans. We'll beat them the good old fashioned way. Uh, how about so, the underlying storyline? There, let's not sleep on the storyline though of a Blue Jays Dodgers World Series, a Hinjin Ryu homecoming, and Dodgers showing them what they missed out on. I don't know. It could be spicy. It could happen. I think he has a bounce back year. I mean, basically, it's. I don't know if we should start the parade now, but now Dave Roberts, you and I have predicted a Dodgers World Series. That's kind of like the big three baseball insiders. True. True. That's true. How about but, we go to awards? That's the big next big prediction. Um, let's do so. You know, we planned MVP, Cy Young, and uh, Manager of the Year. Obviously, one in each league. The next, you know, the next biggest prediction we can make. Let's start at MVP, James. Let's start at the top. Give me your American League MVP. Last year was Shohei Otani, Vlad Jr. in second. What do you got this year? I'm looking at a short list of four names right now, and I'm trying to decide where to go. I look at Vlad Jr. He had an MVP season last year. He obviously didn't win it. Shohei won it uh, unanimously with one of, well, with the best season we have seen in baseball history since Babe Ruth 100 years ago. Uh, He has lost weight. He looks even better. It is hard not to take Vladdy to win this thing. of course, this award should be named after Mike Trout. That's another good option. I don't know if he can stay healthy to win it, but I'm going completely off the reservation. Wild oh pick here, plus 2,000 odds. <laughs> My American League MVP, Byron Buxton, Minnesota Twins. I think he gets it done. I think he averages around 305, 310. I think he gets it done at the plate with the ribbies. He may win the steel title in the American League. I mean, I think he could be a piece, and if he could play at that level, that really propels this Twins team. You know, obviously that's not the favorite pick. Some other picks I could have gone a little safer. But I got a, I got a good feeling about him. I, I got a feeling, and it's an exciting pick. What do you got? I like the AL. I like the pick. I, I like Byron Buxton. I think, you know, since you picked the Twins to make the playoffs too, if Byron Buxton plays in an MVP level, Carlos Correa there, I mean, sure, that's a playoff team. Um, I really like the pick. I was actually reading an article earlier. Somebody, like, loved that dark horse pick. Mine, look, I can't really make this as exciting as that. I, I have to do it. I'm taking Shohei Otani. Um I just think if he's healthy and he plays the whole season, he's going to win MVP. There's just no way around it. He's the best player in baseball. Um, he's an electric pitcher. He's going to lead the American League in homers now that he's going to get those extra innings with the, the Shohei rule. Um, I just think he's the most electric player in baseball. If he plays the whole season and avoids injury, he will be the AL MVP. Look, he won um, He won unanimously last year against Vlad Jr., who would probably win unanimously against somebody else. So I think Shohei is leaps and bounds ahead of the field. And if he's healthy, um, you know, Shohei's going to win American League MVP. So here's my question for you. We have not seen 60 home runs hit in Major League Baseball uh, in a while. I think it's been about 15, 20 years since that happened. Does Shohei do it with the Shohei rule, DHing every day, all the time? I mean, it's possible. It, it, see, so he, how it'll really affect him is he'll be able to stay in those games that he started pitching. So when he went five innings deep 
instead of him being pulled from the mound and, you know, not allowed to bat anymore, he'll be able to stay in and, and be the DH. And so, I mean, look, he had 46 home runs last year in, uh, in 639 plate appearances, 46 home runs. So he would need an extra 14 to hit that 60 mark. I mean, I don't see why it's not possible. He also missed seven games. Now he's going to get probably an extra two plate appearances every five games, which over the seasons, you know, a bunch of plate appearances. I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I mean, last year was a historic year, so it's asking a lot for him to get even better. But we can't rule anything out with Shohei Otani. That's not an exciting pick, but I think in some ways it's been so overlooked in terms of people not wanting to take back-to-back that it's kind of almost like, yeah, duh. I mean, you you know, and that's why I think it's a good pick on your part because it's it's not really a popular pick because everyone's like, oh, I'm not picking that. But it's like, yeah, he is just better than any other player. He is more valuable to the game of baseball than any player we've seen since George Ruth. Yeah, I think if he's playing, he's the MVP. And look, he is the the favorite. And I think he's like plus 300 or something like that. But, I mean, I, I would bet that. I just think if he's healthy, he's the MVP. Point blank, period. You know who's the second favorite behind him on the list? His fellow angel? Yep, it's Mike like Trout. Else. Yeah, Mike No, Trout. it's Mike yeah. Trout. So it's, you know, if they stay healthy, that Angels team could be scary. But God forbid one of them go down. Then it's the stars and scrubs minus us. Then it's a star plus scrubs. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Now, National League. So that's AL MVP. Uh, now I would propose we move to National League MVP, which I'm going to let you start this one out. I got a list of five. Only one of my five is mainstream. Every other one is more ridiculous than my Byron Buxton pick. Man. I mean, I'm not too extreme here. I, I don't have, you know, Bryce or Juan Soto, who I think both have great chances. Um, I have a young guy, 24 years old, missed most of last season. I'm taking Ronald Acuna Jr. to be the National League MVP. I think this guy's going to have a chip on, his, chip on his shoulder. You know, the team won the World Series last year without him. He wants to show that he can really make a, an even bigger impact on this franchise when he's on the field. There was questions about his maturity in like 2019, 2018. I think he's a way more mature player. He's super electric on the field, super fun to watch. Um, I think Ronald Acuna is going to have an amazing year and be the National League MVP on a fantastic Braves team. That's interesting. He did, he did not crack my list, but I think that's a great pick. I've got Ronald – I mean, Soto and Acuna – Real quick, before I even say, I was going to say those are, you know, fighting for the best young players in baseball. Let's just talk about how many great young players there are in this league. I'm I'm ecstatic at the outlook of baseball. I know there's always stars, but man, all these kids, they're electric. They're all over. We got a whole new batch coming up. This rookie of the year race is going to be awesome, but the young stars are killing it. Acuna is a beast. It's going to be terrifying to see what a World Series lineup does with their best player back. Uh, yeah, and I like the point about the young players. I mean, Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, Acuna, Vlad Jr. I mean, these guys are these guys are running the league right now. Um, and so, you know, they're going to be the faces of baseball for the next 10 years. Well, before, Give me your pick. I, before I get into my pick, I have a question for you, Max. How important 
do you feel that the team success is for the MVP to come from? Do you think an MVP can come from a team that doesn't make the playoffs? Well, we know that's the case because Mike Trout. But realistically, do you think a team that severely underperforms can have an MVP on it? Um, I would say not severely underperform. Um, but it's see, this is where baseball is a little different than other sports because I think, and you look at the NBA, a lot of the times – you know, the the decisive factor between two MVP candidates is how well the team played. But baseball is just a little different. Mike Trout won three MVPs. He's never even been in the playoffs. Shohei won last year. He wasn't in the playoffs. Um, So in baseball, no, I I don't think, I I think it's some type of contributing factor. But if you're about to pick some bottom feeder on like the the A's or Orioles to come out of the woodwork, I don't think that's realistic. Wow. (laughs) I've narrowed my list to two. Uh, one of them, one of them, I, I think I'm not going to pick in the interest because it is a hometown pick. Uh, I, I will leak that pick, but I'm not going to lock that in because I'm going to take my ridiculous pick. So basically, I'm just the dark horse man for MVP candidates. The pick I really am hot on, but I'm not taking is Mookie Betts. Uh, he obviously has won an AL MVP. He had an MVP. He came in second in MVP his first year on the Dodgers, where he led them to a World Series. Had a unhealthy year, couldn't get a rhythm last year. I think if he's healthy, if he plays 150 games, he's going to be right back showing that he's a top player in baseball. But in the interest of not being a hometown hero and coming out with a ridiculous take that I think maybe has an outside shot, I would give this a 1% chance to hit. My 2022 National League MVP is coming from an organization that will not be in the playoffs. That is the third baseman slash utility man, Chris Bryant. I have Chris Bryant Mm. as MVP. I think when he gets up to the mile high elevation, he's going to be clobbering baseballs 450 feet on a regular. There's going to be nothing else to do in Colorado for him except get high and smash baseballs. He's going to be the guy in the organization. I see this very similar to Jose Ramirez at the Indians, where it's just like, okay, this is the guy. He either hits a grand slam or we lose. Uh, And I think it's definitely an out there pick because there are better players who could be there. But I think the circumstances could be right. Maybe he wants to show that the deal was worth it. Everyone's questioning the Rockies. We'll see. I think that he's going to go insane in that ballpark. It's an interesting pick. I think he will go insane in that ballpark. But, I mean, that team's not going to be good. And they're going to be playing the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants all the time. I like that. I like the pick. He wasn't even on my radar. And I'm, a, you know, I'm supposed to hate Chris Bryant because he used to play on the Cubs. But I think Chris Bryant's a tremendous player, um, able to play all different types of positions. I mean, I like it. I like the pick. I like the pick. I think Chris Bryant will have a good season. We'll see. I, I think it's going to be hard for him to topple some of those other teams, especially if they have the winning and propelling them uh, in there. But if not, we'll see. So to recap the MVPs, I've got Chris Bryan out of the National League. You have Ronald Acuna Jr. Out of the American League, I have Byron Buxton. And you have a repeat for Shohei Otani, the face of MLB The Show 2022, which came out two days ago. 
Let's go to Cy Young. I want to hear yours. Who are going to be the best pitchers in baseball? Give me your, how about, how about we start in the National League this time? Give me your National League Cy Young Award winner. I got three on the short list, but because I took my ridiculous MVP pick and kept it out of the hometown, I'm going to take the player I thought was going to win the Cy Young, was on pace to win the Cy Young, and just came up short. The man who throws nothing but straight butane from Lexington, Kentucky, Walker Bueller, representing the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's a menace. He's had a rough uh, spring training, which correlates to him having a great regular season. Last year had a 7.5 ERA through spring training, 2.47 through the first half of the year. Uh, we'll see. I just think he pits it all together. This is the first time that he is Without question, the ace of the team. He's, Clayton Kershaw has resigned to the fact that he is the third option. There's no Trevor Bauer to compete with. This team is in the possession of Walker Bueller. He's got nasty stuff. I think he pits it all together wire to wire. You know, that was going to be my pick for a while, but I have uh, shifted. I think I think Walker Bueller, you know, he's got one of the best odds to win Cy Young. I think he's ready to take that next step and and be a Cy Young winner. He's going to be the best pitcher on the best team. So, you know, it's it's an obvious candidate. But I'm going with somebody who was in the American League last year, finished fifth in Cy Young voting in the American League, um, was recently acquired, I guess was a free agent, by the San Francisco Giants. I'm going to take Carlos Rodon. Um he was outstanding for the Chicago White Sox last year after being pretty shaky in the years leading up to that. But he's, you know, he's only going to be 29 this year. So he's still rather young. He started 24 games last year, had an ERA at 2.37, had a strikeouts per nine at 12.6. Um, he was just truly amazing. Had, you know, he was two outs from a perfect game. Um, and I, I think he'll slide right into Kevin Gossman's spot and eventually take over that. What I think will be Logan Webb will be the team's number one starter. But I think he'll slide in there um, and be a really, really good pitcher on a really good Giants team. And he's one of the main reasons I picked them to be in that wild card spot. I'm high on Carlos Rodon. Well, certainly if he has a Cy Young season, I think they're there um, without question. The only other name I was really between is Zach Wheeler. He was basically on the doorsteps last mm -hmm. year. I think he comes with that exact same efficiency. I'm all in on Walker Butane, though. I bought a ton of rookie cards last year, expecting him to win the Cy Young and make money. So I think I'm going to cash that bet this season. Now, yeah, Max, one guy. Oh, yeah. Let me, the one comment on that too. I, you know, I like Walker Bueller. Another guy I was high on, like you said, Wheeler. I, I'm high on uh, Max Freed as well. Um, he's kind of like I said about Walker Bueller. He's the best player on the be or best pitcher on the best team. I think Max Fried is the best pitcher on the second best team in baseball. Um, and I think he's one of those guys where he's poised to take the next step. And I think this could be a real season where you can find value in betting on Max Fried to win the National League Cy Young. Definitely a better value pick. Um, but with all that being said, uh, so to recap, our Cy Young picks were Walker Bueller and Carlos Rodon, both coming out of the NL West. One will win the division, one will not. Um, and if they do, they'll just lose in the playoff to their big brother. You can tell how excited I am for opening day, right? I'm so juiced. I'm ready to dish and receive. But I want to hear about the AL Cy Young because this one had my head in a blender, an absolute blender trying to pick. 
I'll let you give the pick first and, and we'll see where I end up. I have been all over the place trying to pick this. Um, for a while, I was set on, a, I'll, I'll just leak some of my thought process here. I was pretty set on saying Dylan Cease was going to be my AL Cy Young winner from the Chicago White Sox. Um, he's got the fifth best, best odds, super young guy, high velocity, high risk, high reward type of guy. Um, but I've pivoted. Then I was going to pick Shane Bieber because I was like, you know, he was unbelievable that COVID season, had like a one ERA. Um, but I, you know, he only started 12 games that COVID year and I didn't, I didn't like the pick as much. I'm going with somebody that one, you know, not to all keep bringing up the betting thing, but I think there's a lot of value betting on this guy. That is 38 year old Justin Verlander. Um, I think, look, he started one game last year before he missed the entire rest of the season. Last time we saw him before that, he won the Cy Young in 2019. He had a, he started 34 games at a 2.58 ERA at a whip at 0.8 strikeouts, a bunch of guys strikeouts per nine over 12. The year before that, he was second in American league Cy Young winner, very similar numbers. Um, he's an eight time all-star two time Cy Young winner and MVP. I mean, look, he missed all of last year and the two seasons before that he was an MVP candidate. I think, and, we, and we've seen in spring training thus far is his fastballs upwards of 95 He's one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he's going to be on a good team in the Astros. I like Verlander to keep up his dominance, and I, th I think he has a really good chance this year. I don't think the American League Cy Young field is super deep. I don't think Garrett Cole is going to win it. And, you know, I'm rooting for Shane Bieber. I'd like to see him win it. But other than that, like Robbie Ray kind of came out of nowhere last year, and I, I think Verlander has a chance to take his throne back here with the AL Cy Young. Two words for you. Tommy, John. Uh, no, I, I do think, yeah, no, it, it very much is not. I don't think, I think he has a really good season. I think he comes back. I like the pick of Verlander. He was definitely on my short list. I went through the Shane Bieber progression as well, where I'm like, don't make this too hard. Who's the best pitcher in the American league just by the stuff they have Shane Bieber. I'm right. like, uh, okay. The storyline that shifted me to Garrett Cole, where I start thinking he's, you know, he's now labeled as the spider pack monkey. You know, it's like maybe he bounces back. Then I'm like, well, no, if he wins a Cy Young, they would probably make the playoffs. And that's not happening. And I don't think he wins it because he can't ask spider tack. And then I started thinking, you know what? In the same way Robbie Ray was a little bit of a dark horse, I'm going a little bit dark horse with this pick. Not crazy dark horse. And it, it's interesting because you picked a teammate of this player on the Chicago White Sox. Mm -hmm. I have Lucas Giolito. Uh, coming out of the White Sox, I think he he really had a strong, good-looking season. I think he pits everything all together. I think he has to be, especially now that Lance Lynn's down for a little bit. You know, it's a little bit out there of a pick, but I see this as a guy who's going to climb to the top, fill that spot that Rodon has left. And I think he has a great season. He's kind of a little bit of a dark horse. You know, not, not a crazy dark horse. I think he's top 10 in odds. But I think yeah. he's that guy that kind of comes out of nowhere, if you will, not being a top three pitcher going in and uh, has a season. And I think the White Sox, you know, win the division, have a great year. Once again, you look at the arm, what's the reason behind it? I think it's Lucas Giolito. I think that's a good pick. And I, w I would be – I'm rooting for Lucas Giolito. You know, when he, in uh, 2018, he was labeled as like the worst starting pitcher in all of baseball. 
because he had an over six ERA after 32 starts and was just really, really bad. Um, but I like the Lucas Giolito pick. You're right. He is up. He is, you know, not at the top in terms of odds, but um, he's got a good shot. And I, I do like your point about Lance Lynn being out because that does, you know, he's got to take on more of a load. Um, and looking right now, he does have the fourth best odds. It goes Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber, Robbie Ray, then Lucas Giolito. And then there's kind of a drop off to guys like Lance McCullers Jr., Dylan Cease, Kevin Gossman. Lance um, McCullers Jr. isn't even on their starting five rotation right now. He's hurt. He's not winning anything. <laughs> I, pr- I promise you he's not. Um, yeah, so fourth best odds, maybe not as dark horse as I thought, but I still think that in the baseball community, he's not getting talked about fourth best odds. Uh, who was your AL Cy Young pick? Uh, Justin Verlander. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to make sure on the recap. So we have Lucas Giolito and Justin Verlander. Um coming out of the Cy Young. And next, the last awards that we'll cover, National League Manager of the Year and American League Manager of the Year. Uh, I'm really excited about this. I'm going to jump the gun and take the opportunity from you. I'd like to give my NL Manager of the Year pick. I've got my Manager of the Year National League coming out of the National League East. Probably not a big shocker there. I have have the same guy already now. You think so? I, I would almost yeah. bet. I have Don Mattingly. I think this Miami team is just ridiculous. I don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs, but I think they significantly, significantly overperform. Uh, and really, when you're when they're picking manager of the year, it's more about how they overperform. I don't think Dave Roberts. They may be able to go 162 and 0, and I don't think Dave Roberts can win it. Um, and I just think he's a good manager. You saw them get in. He took a team that shouldn't have been in the playoffs to the expanded COVID playoffs. They have great pitching jazz Chisholm. I'm excited to see they've got some bats, decent depth. I think they perform way better. And I think he secures national league manager of the year. Now I'm interested to hear, was that, was that your pick Max? It was my pick. And the one thing I'm worried about is that he did win national league manager of the year with the Marlins in the COVID year. Um, like you said, they, they went to the playoffs. So, you know, maybe it's more difficult for him to win, but you know, this, this manager of the year award. And I think this is true across sports is kind of like the, who's the manager of the team that wasn't supposed to be good, but was good. It's like the best of the worst kind of, um, and I think Don Mattingly has a really good Marlins team and a tough NL East division with the Braves, Phillies, and Mets. And I and I do like this team. Jazz Chisholm, Jorge Soler, um, a super, super good rotation with Trevor Rogers and Alcantara. They might have the lowest ERA in all of baseball as a unit. Um, and this team has is poised to, you know, maybe make a run in the NL East. And so I, I like that pick. Um and I think if the Marlins do overperform, like I think you and I both think they might, he, he's, he's got a good chance at it. And I like what you said about Don Mattingly, too. Like, I mean, not Don Mattingly, about Dave Roberts. Um, yeah, it's hard for a team with that many good players, or a manager with that many good players to win manager of the year. It just doesn't typically happen. And I think that's true across sports. Usually the, the team favored going in, it's hard for the manager, the manager coach to win. I agree. So, How about so where does that? American League? So does that you, you? So does that pick your NL Manager of the Year pick also at Don Mattingly? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to go Don Mattingly too. There were some other guys I was thinking, but I, I I feel good about that Don Mattingly pick. 
I think he really, really performed. So American League Manager of the Year to me was a little bit harder. I've got a short list here compared to my one name for NL Manager of the Year. I don't know if you want to take this one first because I took NL first. Sure. And now it's kind of weird that I well, everything I said, I'm kind of going to backtrack because I feel like I'm going to I am going to take the manager of the team that I think is going to be the best team in the American League this year. But it's it's a team that, you know, hasn't been successful in the postseason, hasn't had that, you know, World Series regimen in the years past. But it could come out of the woodwork pretty much and be a real World Series contender. And that's the Toronto Blue Jays. And um, I'm going to take Charlie Montoyo, who's the manager of the Blue Jays. Um, I really like the lineup. I like everything that this team has going for it. I think it's a team that's bound to make a run for the World Series. And since they don't kind of have that well-established success these past couple of years, I think he's somebody who still could win manager of the year this year. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a good pick, and that's probably going to be the best pick you can make where it's realistic that they pick it and the team's good enough that they really can be there. Um, at the end, I could see them going with that pick. Unfortunately for me, that was not one of the names on my list. It doesn't really help cut my my decision down. Um, I'm just trying to think who really overperforms the most. Uh and I've got a couple central teams, and I've got a beloved AO West team. Um, I Look, I think I just, for consistency's sake, if I say that a team with the third best odds is going to win that division, their manager has to be manager of the year. I think it's a no-brainer. For that reason, I'm taking Scott. Sur- is it Survey or Surveys? I don't know if we know. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't know a pronunciation on that. I'm going to go uh, more sophisticated, Scott Servai. Uh, <laughs> so, someone someone uh, fact check that. Moral of the story, you got manager SS coming out of the Seattle Mariners. I'm all in on this wagon. I absolutely love them to come out of the AL West, and I think if they do that, it's going to be a no-brainer to make Scott Servai manager of the year from the American League. Now, I was very I close – just for the record, I want this out there. I was very close to giving it to one of the worst men in the United States of America, A.J. Hinch, who has no character, has absolutely really nothing positive, I could say. But that Detroit team at the start of this offseason, it was like, yep, this is the same old Detroit Tigers. They're going to be terrible. They made some moves. I think they could compete a, get a bit. So I wouldn't be surprised. But And it would be very Rob Manfred to hand a manager – who cheated to a point most people think he shouldn't be allowed in the sport to hand him a manager of the year trophy. That would be very Rob Manfred-esque. Uh, but I'm locking in all in on the Marlins. Or not not Marlins, sorry, Mariners. Mariners. Marlins in the NL, though. You picked Marlins manager. Um, yeah, Marlins Mariners. There you go. Um, so you have Don Mattingly and the Mariners manager. I have uh, the Marlins manager and I forget already, the Blue Jays manager. Um, let's, let's keep rolling. You know, we're, we're approaching an hour long pod here. Let's finish up our last segment before we, you know, touch on today's games. Um, favorite season future bets. So our favorite over on win total, our favorite under on win total, um, our favorite division winner from value. Who's, you know, where's the value at to bet on these division winners and who's the best team 
to bet on for the World Series. Who has some good World Series odds? What World Series odds are we liking? What are we betting on? Um, let's start with the favorite over. James, this is basically who's going to overperform, who's going to go over their win total. Um, give me your team, their win total, and you know what you think. How, how is that going to play out? I'm I'm caught in a nearly identical situation to AL Manager of the Year, and I don't want to be the same broken drum. I mean, and and that's here's what I'll say. I think before any of my earlier predictions to come true, the Marlins would have to, uh, or sorry, not the Marlins, the Mariners will have to smash their win total. I'm straying away from that. I'd like to pick the Marlins. It's tough to do that in a loaded division. So who I think is going to overperform, and this could be a, a big, definitely a big if, and I don't really know why I'm so high on it. The Royals at 74.5. I, I mm. think that they can eke out just above sub 500. I think maybe 80 wins, 79 wins. It's going to be a close one. But I think Zach Grinke gets a little bit of a career resurgence. Hopefully we keep the same Perez bomb show going. Uh the Bobby Witt Jr., I'm hoping he has a Rookie of the Year type campaign. That's going to be necessary. But I really think that there's some potential there. I'm a little hesitant. This is probably my pick I'm the, the most questionable on, but want to bring some excitement instead of just riding the Mariners all episode. Yeah, I think you might be surprised by my pick. My favorite over bet is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, their over bet is at 98 and a half. And so you're basically saying, are they going to be an 100-win team or not? And I was looking back at the history of 100-win teams, and you pretty much have one almost every year. There are gaps. Last year, you had three with the Rays, Dodgers, Giants. 2019, you had Twins, Yankees, Dodgers, Astros. 2018, and keep in mind, 2020, they didn't even play 100 games. 2018, you have Yankees, Astros, Red Sox. 17, you have Astros, Indians, Dodgers. Um, And then it keeps going on from there. And so I think... Odds are you're going to have an 100-win team this year. And I think the, the the Dodgers are the clear favorite to do it. So I and, and that's not even counting. They could win 99 games and hit this over. So I like the Dodgers to win over 100 games this year and break that 90-and-a-half game over that's currently set. Yeah, I you know, I think it's a brilliant pick. I like the over. I think I'm in a position where I can't, like, realistically take that um, just for entertainment value. I'm a little hesitant on my uh, my Royals, but I'm going to stick it out. Um, but I do like that Dodgers pick. I mean, is that going to be a 100-win club? Yeah, I think so. Like, if you look, okay, what's the worst thing that happens? They lose a starting pitcher. All right, then, it, then it's the Danny Duffy show. I mean, <laughs> it's just – it's depth all the way you go. Okay, Justin Turner's down. Well, Edwin Rios is there. I mean, I think they're a 100-win team. I didn't want to call that out, but since you did, I mean, I'm all in on that. That's – a a pretty safe bet, I think. Uh, and we'll see. I think they're a hundred win team. So you've got the Dodgers to smack a hundred. I've got the Royals to, to win over. They need to win at least 75 games for me to hit. Uh, I think that they can achieve that. We'll see. A lot of this is going to come down to Zach Grinke. Yeah. How about I give you my, um, my favorite under now. And this, uh, this was tough for me, man. Like I, I have, I have like a short list, like you've been saying, of four that I, I really like that I'm interested in betting, um, and I can list those off. But the one that I'm going to stick with, and 
This is also in your NL West. I'm taking under 89 and a half wins for the San Diego Padres. Um, I don't think that's going to be a 90 win team this year. So I'm betting on them having a record worse than 90 and 72. Um, I don't think they're a 90 win team. I have a lot of question marks about that rotation with some older guys like you Darvish, Blake Snell. I like Joe Musgrove. And I think the Shamanea pickup from the A's was great, but they don't have Tatis. The rest of their lineup is okay. Austin Nola behind the plate isn't um, amazing. Um, or Aaron Nola, whichever one, the, the one brother that's behind the plate. Machado's great, but I think with the question mark of Fernando Tatis, and, you know, Blake Snell hasn't been good since Kevin Cash pulled him from that game. Um, I, I, I think there's a lot of question marks around this team. And even if they are good, I don't know if they'll reach that 90 win mark. So I, I like taking the, the under for the San Diego Padres. You know, I don't like to pick at all, considering I have them in the playoffs. But I think the log- I think the logic is there. Um, they're obviously going to start as a, at a disadvantage. I suspect them to start below 500 with Tatis out. Um, so I definitely think there's strong justification for the pick. And of course, they're going to frequently have to play their big brother, uh, who's going to beat them up mercilessly. Uh, and I'm excited for that. Now, breaking news has just come across my plate, and that's I realized in talking about overs, I was just too soft. I wasn't willing to take the risk I wanted to to take, but now I'm going to do it now. I want to lay it all out there. I'm juiced. It's opening day. Let's get weird. I'm not taking the Royals. <laughs> I'm dropping that pick, uh, although I will be tracking that. I have to buy in and just be consistent. I'm taking the Marlins. I did not want to take the Marlins. They're in a super, super loaded division with less talent than most of the other teams in their division. But I think that this team can go 500. Marlins at 77 and a half. I'm sweating out that Maddenly makes them a 500 club. Let's do this thing. Let's ride fins. So sorry to go back to the over, but that's where we're at on that. Um, now, as far as my under, I'm left with two picks. I already mm. have money behind both of them because I'm so sure of them. I think I have to read them both out, and I'll give the one that I like more as my official lock and give the other one as an extra bonus to celebrate opening day. The official lock, I'm taking the Oakland Athletics under 69.5 wins. It's a It's a – Tough pick because it's such a low threshold. You more or less are picking Oakland to lose 100 games. But you look at this Oakland team, and their roster is so bad, I don't see how they don't lose 100 games. They have only one arm that is really a quality Major League Baseball arm who will be traded within by the deadline at least. They basically have Ramon Laureano and Tony Kemp. I mean, there's just – there's not a lot of ju- – I mean, what do you think Jed Lowry's winning this thing? Come on, Stop. I think it's a team they have nothing to play for. Nothing matters. Like that, we already did the Ricky Henderson retired. There's nothing that matters. I think they lose a hundred games. I like that pick. I'm locking that in. Now I've heard some pushback as I've shared that. The other one, a little bit more risky, but I think I have to mention it. I'm smashing the Yankees under 91 and a half wins. I don't think that's a 90 win club. You know, like I said, I don't think they pit together. You know, they can't really manufacture runs. They are at the mercy of home run balls. And if Garrett Cole can use spider tack or not, because of those factors, I'm smashing the under there. But officially, 
I, I have money on both, but officially Oakland A's. That's my under. Those are two good picks. Those are two that I had on my list. Real quick, I'll mention the other one, one of my favorite unders. I like under 71 and a half for the Nationals. Um, I think 71 and a half is just kind of a lot for a team that's probably going to be at the bottom of a really strong division. Like, and if you're high on the Marlins and you also have the Mets, Phillies, who you have making the playoffs and the Braves, I mean, they're going to get beat up a bunch. And Steven Strasburg, I mean, he can't do it all. And neither can Juan Soto. And Nelson Cruz is about to go to a retirement home. I think the Nationals under 71 and a half. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that's that's also a good one because Nelson Cruz gets moved at the deadline. There's a free prediction as well. Um, so I think to recap our official picks for over, uh, I ha- you have the Los Angeles Dodgers, 101 season. I have the Miami Marlins. Our f- official favorite unders, I have the Oakland Athletics under 69 and a half. And you have, what was your official lock? Under 89 and a half for San Diego. San Diego going under. And then we honorable mention the Yankees under at 91 and a half and the Nationals under at 71 and a half. Uh, and the A's been... as well. Yeah. And, well, the A's was my official pick under at 69 and a half. Oh, right, I, like, right, right. I like all four of those unders, honestly. Uh, may have to get juice behind all of them. Now, on to our next category of bet. This one is a little... A little tough, but this is the best value pick for a division winner. Um, you know, so if you really are all in, like, look, I think it's almost a no-brainer the Dodgers win the NL West, but they're minus 220 today. I mean, not a ton of value there. You, you know, you're making half your money back for risking. But this is all about value. Where have you found value for a division winner, Max? I would say, like you said, avoid negative odds for division winners. There's too much parity in baseball. Too many things can happen. We saw the Giants win 107 games last year and beat out the Dodgers, who were just as big of a favorite last year. And, and, and the Padres were the sec- had the second-best odds. Um, there's, there's some interesting value bets here that I like. Um, one, you know, I, I think you'll probably underscore this, but I like Mariners at plus 450. I think there's a lot of value to get the Mariners at four and a half to one to win the AL West over the Astros. I like Mariners plus 450. But my big one, my super big dark horse, is the Detroit Tigers at plus 800 to win the AL Central. Um, I Look, like, I don't think that the Tigers will win the AL Central by any means. I think it's the White Sox to lose. But... I think it's a pretty open field behind them. I know you like the Twins, and I think the Twins are clearly the second-best team in the Central with Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa, Sonny Gray, some of those new additions, uh, Gio Urshela, Gary Sanchez. Um, But the Tigers are right behind that, and I think with some of the guys they're bringing up, Spencer Torkelson, Riley Green, um, they added Javi Baez, Austin Meadows the other day. This is a team that went 69-66 and to finish finish the season out last year. They are getting better each year, and I think Detroit, you know, at eight to one, isn't a bad pick to win a weak Central Division. Yeah, you know, I do really like that pick. Um, I think, you know, you say eight to one. I think if you run out the Central Division eight seasons, I do think they steal one of those um, on some backdoor. I already mentioned that AJ Hinch cracked my short list. Detroit was my other over on my list. I'm pretty high on this team, uh, overperforming. 
but I do think them overperforming the Twins and White Sox is a big ask, but at plus 800, you're certainly making value there. And I mean, if you nail that, Max, that's going to be one hell of a prediction uh, that we certainly will be playing. You never know. And, and you don't miss you? this baseball. Where's your value? So this is interesting. You know, I, I've i bounced all over hell with this. Uh, I'll give some honorable mentions. Uh, the Red Sox at 550. I really, for, for about two weeks, that was going to be my easy, like, runaway pick. And then I start to think, like, they just they don't have the pitching. The division's too competitive to pick anyone to reasonably come out of there. You know, I like sticking in the central. Twins are plus 475. I like them to overperform. I still – I just don't think they had the pitching for me to be comfortable there. I look at, you know, as he said, I was never going to pick anyone with negative odds. I don't think there's a point in picking a division winner with negative odds. Um, but – the Braves have plus 120 odds, which I was like, ooh, you're getting – it's basically pick them odds. You're essentially getting your money back or value back for the best team in the division. But again, there's too much parity. There's two teams that are close there, and that led me to the Phillies at plus 330. And then I'm like, you know, get me out of that division. I have to stay authentic to myself. I think you knew this pick was coming. I'm all in on them. You know, I got their manager – manager of the year. I got them to win the division. You know, how, if I, I genuinely believe they're going to win the division. I've got money on this. I had to smash plus 450 Mariners. I can't remember a time where I've seen odds this juicy that match a lineup that has this much. I mean, they got a Cy Young. They were two games out of the playoffs last year. And then they added a Cy Young. They added Winker. I mean, they added tools. They're activating two of the top 10 prospects in baseball. I, I mean, that team, it's going to be electric at those odds. It's hard to pass up because I'm banking on the fact that two players aren't enough to carry a team to a division title in the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, I obviously don't think Houston should be an organization, and I don't think that they are able to put it together. So I love that. Plus 450, Seattle Mariners, America's team. Yes, sir. Let's do World Series now. And remember – this isn't the World Series pick, who you think is going to win. It's it's where is there a lot of value? What team could come out, overperform, and win a World Series and could make somebody a lot of money if they took these long-shot odds? Um, and I'll, I'll let you take the floor here and continue. Oh, Lord. I mean, this one may be the hardest one because there's a balance of, like, long-shot odds and then realistically, are you good enough to win a World Series, which I may add is – near impossible, one of the harder championships to win in all of major sports. Um, you know, th- there are some, oh, I just look at the odds and it's tough. You know, initially I do like Dodgers plus 500 just because I genuinely think they can go wire to wire as the best team and get it done. And you're getting five to one odds, but you're also picking out of a field of 30 teams, one team, you're not getting incredibly juicy odds there. The Braves, you're getting about better odds for my estimation, second team. Um, Toronto at plus 850, I really like. We both think they're in the dance. To me, I'm all in on, you want to talk long shot odds, craziness. For me, this pick is who's got a monster lineup? Who, if they get hot at the right time, I'm thinking of a Nationals-esque run. You get hot at the right time, you're scorching hot. Too much swag. You guys like Howie Kendrick nailing walk-offs, grand salamis. Who's going to do that? 
I have Boston Red Sox plus 2,200 as my dark horse. I think the lineup's good enough. Pitching is questionable, very questionable, but I could see this lineup getting hot enough that they're just mashing home run after home run. I like the long shot odds at plus 2,200 on the Boston Red Sox. I think they get in as a wild card, and I think they can make some noise. Well, I've got a longer shot odds that I like a lot. Um, and I've got to do it. I've avoided talking about this team for most of the pod. I'm taking plus 3,000, the St. Louis Cardinals, to win the World Series. I think this is gr- these are great odds. Like, I'm trying not to be biased, but like 3,000, plus 3,000, 30 to 1 to win the World Series for a team that has Nolan Arenado, who won five gold gloves last year. Nolan Arenado, Tony, uh, Jesus Christ, um, Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, I don't even know my own team, Dylan Carlson, Paul DeYoung, I think is going to have a bounce back year. It's Albert back, Albert's last season, Yachty's last season, Wayno's last season. At plus 3,000, I mean, the teams below them are the Angels, Mariners, Twins, Tigers, Marlins, Rangers, like teams that don't have any chance. And one reason I really like it is we talked about this before. Both the Brewers and Cardinals are likely going to make the playoffs simply because how bad the Central is and how many wins they'll get. That means you're taking a team that's very likely going to be in the postseason already and has the best defense in baseball. They get pitching going and they're hot. I think this team has a better chance of winning the World Series than some of these teams that even have better odds than them. To be honest, like the Phillies, are the Phillies really going to win the World Series? The Yankees are plus 950 to win the World Series. Give me the team with the second most World Series in baseball history, St. Louis Cardinals at plus 3,000. I love the odds. I'll be honest, Max. I love that pick. I really do love that pick. Um, I mean, as you know, this is a team that's basically the same as last year who went on a 17-game winning streak at the exact right time. If it wasn't down to a one-game playoff and a walk-off, I mean, they were that close. You know, I love the odds there. As you mentioned, I also think, you know, you got to look at the storylines. It's the farewell tour. I could see Albert just becoming the machine again and going, you know what, I'm going to exit, you know, Yachty, everyone, the boys turn it on. As you mentioned, they have the defense. If the pitching's healthy, they have the pitching, the rosters are, I love that pick at plus 3000. I mean, the Cardinals, I think are a consensus top five team in the national league, certainly top five, top six. I mean, there's not that many. I mean, I would think, I think you can easily take the Dodgers and the Braves over them. I think you can maybe squeeze an extra NL East team of your choosing over them. And then I think it's I them think and probably the people would say I think probably people would say that they would go, you know, Dodgers, Braves, Brewers, Mets, maybe Giants, and then the Cardinals. Then it's like Cardinals and then maybe the Phillies. But yeah, I mean top five, top six for sure. It's I like that pick. I, I am happy with our long shot picks. Because there were some ones, you know, like the the White Sox at 1,100 looks good, but it's not exciting. So I think we both have some exciting long shot odds. And honestly, I like the Cardinals more than Boston at plus 3,000 compared to the 2,200. So I I like your pick more than my pick. Um, But we'll see how that plays out. I know that would absolutely make your life if you nailed that prediction and not just because you got the prediction right. Um, And we'll see. Does Albert... Yachty and Wayno exit as champions. They will. Absolutely. I like, like just put it in. If you watch Cardinal baseball, like the team knows how to get it done in the postseason. They're always there contending and they will be there again in October this year. So you got some good long shot odd picks there that you can roll with. Um, 
you know, you can play it a little bit safer, but if you're going to try to capitalize on the dark horse odds in a future bet, it doesn't make sense to take favorites. Um, right. So, right. you know, those are our picks. We have one last order of business uh, to get to, and that's we both decided, you know, obviously, which real quick, let me touch on this new logo. I mean, come on, let's get a little love for that. Maybe get some Twitter interactions. <laughs> what are you guys thinking? I think it looks great. Uh, massive fan of it, but it's clear, you know, you got a Dodgers, you got a Cardinals fan, but we want to make sure we're not just the Dodger Cardinal podcast. We're going to be watching as many games as we can, talking about the entire league, and we thought it would be fun to pick a secondary kind of backup team that, you know, we can buy into that's kind of like, you know, it's like a stepchild. They're, they're not, they don't have the full emotional support, but you're really pulling for them. So, Max, I, I will kick it to you. Who is your stepchild team that you are most excited for that is not the St. Louis Cardinals to watch this season that you want to jump on the wagon, you want to get behind them? Yeah, and I, I, I was floating around a lot of different teams thinking about this, but the question you know, is simple. What team am I most excited to watch that's not the Cardinals? And to me, that is the Los Angeles Angels. Um they have Shohei Otani. They have Mike Trout. They got some bullpen depth. They added Noah Syndergaard. They have Joe Adele, who could be really good. Um, they've got some players and some pieces. And how could you not want to watch Shohei Otani and Mike Trout? Um, I think they'll be playing a lot of good games in the AL West. I'm really excited to watch the Angels because I'm rooting for them. They have the top two players in baseball. They're really, they're going to be really exciting whether they're winning or losing. I'm excited to watch the Angels. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. As you said, I mean, you can't ever go wrong saying you're excited to watch two of the most electric players in baseball, the two best players in baseball consensus. I'm not taking any feedback on that. That is just how it, that's the reality of the situation. Now, I don't think that they both stay healthy because they've yet to do that. Still going to be electric to watch. So you are a loss. And I want you to know this as a newfound mini fan. The Los Angeles Angels actually do not play in Los Angeles. Uh, contrary to popular thought, I don't know why they tried to take the Dodgers branding. They very clearly play in Anaheim, California. Uh, so just make sure it makes me feel much more comfortable when you say they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Don't want any confusion on who LA's team is. With uh, no, I, 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 you made me well aware of that these past few episodes. Let me, uh, I, I've got some ideas where you're going with this, but let, let me hear your team. Well, I'll be honest, uh, this is about the least surprising pick ever, but I think being true to myself and being true to what this is, which is like what team that is not the Los Angeles Dodgers, am I like foaming at the mouth, ready to watch? And like, this is a team. I am as excited, like the things that get me excited for this opening year, like, yes, Dodger baseball's back. And then this team, it is a team I have not believed in anything like this in like the longest time. I mean, I am so all in. You can see it all day on the podcast, the Seattle Mariners. I'm all the way up. You know, we're taking it back to Ichiro time, King Felix to Griffey's. There is a new era in Seattle baseball. It starts this year, the J-Rod era. We're here. Jared Kalenic, you got the bats, you got Winker, you got JP Crawford, Robbie Ray. I mean, it is, it's electricity. I have their odds. I have a win in that division. How can I not be excited to watch that team? I like it. I think, you know, they're up there for me as well. This team's going to be super fun to watch. I love JP Crawford. Um, 
I'm I'm excited to watch the Mariners. But two AL West teams, AL West. That's going to be a division to watch this year. I, I will tell you, it's going to be some late nights for me between Dodgers and uh, Mariners games coming in in the Eastern <laughs> Time Zone for me. But nothing that I'm not used to. Uh, we'll maybe have to bring you up to speed with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, so those are kind of the backup teams. Uh, we may have to get some side bets going, some electricity going with the American League West, since that's uh, going to be kind of a division to track now. Um, it is interesting we both picked American League teams. I don't know if that has anything to do with not wanting sure. to conflict uh, interest. Um, but we will uh, we'll see how it plays out. So I think – Get into this point. We've rolled through our predictions. We've given you playoffs, awards, what we think, pretty much all the big hitting things we could unpack for a season. Um, and now all that is left to do, Max, and I cannot believe it's time to say that, sign off this pod, upload the thing, and sit down and watch baseball all day. It is opening freaking day. Baseball is actually back. No more. It's right around the corner. No more counting down. Today is the day we get to watch baseball. That matters in a couple hours. I cannot wait. I'm over the moon. I can't wait to see where these predictions go. I can't wait till we see this, where the show goes. We have so many things planned, great things in the pipeline. We'll be throwing up two episodes every week, you know, a kind of a recap. We'll be posting on Monday, posting on Thursday. Get involved on our Twitter. It's rounding third now. That's rounding three RD now. Make sure you're following the show on Spotify. I mean, it's going to be electric. We'll be covering the season wire to wire, taking any suggestions. I don't know why, Max. I'm so juiced for this season. I mean, I am more excited than I think I ever have been. I don't know if it's because I felt, you know, as I watched baseball slip from our grasp during the lockout, that now it's like the extra energy. And I don't know if you have that feeling. I mean, is this the most excited you've ever been for baseball, Max? I think so. I, I really do think so. Maybe it's the pod. Maybe it's, you know, that we're going to be able to get together and talk about it every couple of weeks or that we're going to be following it so closely. But, I mean, so many awesome storylines this year, players moving around, lots of hype, lots of teams in the mix. It's also, it's the opening day. I mean, how could you not be excited? No matter who you're a fan of, your team's got the same record as the Dodgers right now. Everybody's got a chance. Let's play ball. Couldn't say it better myself. Congratulations, America. You've made it. Opening day, 2022. Let's play ball.